Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Liam. Hello. And Grant. Hello, music fans. Oh, nice. Um, Each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we talk about why they love it and what they love about it and at the end we decide if we agree that it's flawless has to be unanimous people we have a patreon you can back us from as little as a dollar a month and no matter how much you back us you'll get access to our special bonus episodes you can find us at patreon.com slash flawless amp and we are also part of the Play On Radio Network, along with other great music podcasts like Australian Jams, Not Local and Uncovered. Check out playonradio.live for all the shows. That is my intro, people. And today is... Well done, George. Thanks. Did I do a good job, Liam? You're the... the that was great. You're the podcast king. So, uh, <laughs> yes, we are... Emperor, even. <laughs> the emperor. The emperor of podcasts. <laughs> So, mm. we are here today with the nomination of mine, which is why I got to introduce. And I am bringing to you, 17 years ago, an album that came across my face, uh, which is Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Fever to Tell, their debut album, 2003. First off, Liam, had you heard of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs or yes. this album? <laughs> yes, you had. I, I had definitely heard of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Um, I have the um, I have um, the second album, which I the name is escaping me right now. It's Blitz. And I have... It's Blitz. Oh, yeah. No, It's Blitz is the third one. Oh, yeah, it so is. So the second one... So it, oh, something... Bones? Oh... Uh... Oh man! I, show I, me your bones. Show me your bones. Show your bones. Show your bones. Show your bones. bones. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There we go. Yes, yeah. So I, I have that, and I have the it's blitz. But I knew the singles from this album, but I'd never heard this album in full before. Ah, there we go. So we're taking you back in time. That's awesome. Uh, Mr. Yes. Mr. Grant of, uh, have you heard <laughs> of Yeah Yeah Yes before? Or this album? I would only have heard the name. And this in, and never wouldn't have heard any of it really. Maybe, maybe um, maps, but certainly wouldn't have been able to say yes. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it. So I was very, very much in the blind for this one. So thank you. In the blind, I like it. So you in came. The blind. You came with fresh eyes and Liam, virgin. Virgin eyes. Sure. And Liam arrived with his a his. Uh, <laughs> Post debut eyes, so here we are, and, yes. and I'm I'm bringing it up with the debut album. So 2003. Mm. Um, I think had... there's danger in a debut album, but let's let's see how we go. <laughs> there's danger in all albums. <laughs> That's true. Sure. <laughs> what were you saying, my love, Liam? Sorry, George. What? Uh, how did you encounter the Yeah Yeahs? What made you pick this album? Well, I am a grungy indie goddess as we all know mm-hmm. so um as soon as the first single date with the night hit the sound waves i was there it was in the clubs mm-hmm. it was on the radio i was all over it so for some reason um this album seemed to be way bigger in europe than it was in their actual homeland of the us which is fun um and so uh the 
in fact, all the singles off this album uh, were played heavily on the radio back in the UK. And so in 2003, I was listening to radio, listening to a lot of like uh, kind of noisy, punky, indie, alternative, garage, party, fun music. So this fit right into that bucket, to be honest. So um, mm. David yep. the Night is one of the most dance to songs um, in indie clubs for the last 17 years so right. uh, yeah so it's been yeah. it's it's the song it's a song that kind of made the yeah 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 as people go oh hello so no 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 it's the yeah 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 um so here we <laughs> are ta-da so uh yes that's i was her. reading up and discovered that they um they're even they're even huge even before that in 2002 so off the back of their two eps which mm-hmm. i'd like I know quite a few bands that break through and then people go back and discover the earlier stuff. But for these guys, I didn't even know they had EPs before this album came out. So it was interesting to find out that, yeah, they, they were really huge right off the back of those EPs right in the UK, right from the start. They sure were, but not only that. Despite being huge from the EPs, they decided that they would self-fund this album because they didn't want to have mm-hmm. external influences so they decided that they would um they're all living together and working and they were putting all of their own money into it because it was like we don't want to have other people telling us what we should or shouldn't do with it so until it came to release where they picked out the singles and stuff like that and the actual recording and everything they hired somebody that they knew um, and they did all like the mixing and mastering and everything else with um, and recording uh, basically off their own buck, which is pretty down cool. Mm. Considering they already had a following, they could have just asked for like a, a, an advance from sure. a label to get this stuff done, but they didn't want to. So they wanted to record it their way. Um, and I think it kind of come, yeah. comes through as this is their story to tell or their party party anthems yeah. to tell. Yeah. So, Liam, you said that you had the second or, or the, or the did, third. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. So what brought you into the land of yeah, yeah, yeahs? <laughs> so here in Australia, um, Date With A Night didn't, I don't remember that being on the radio, but uh, Pin was definitely all over Triple J a lot. Mm-hmm. That was sort of my first introduction to them. And then Maps was obviously huge as well. As it should be. Yeah, as it should be. We're, I'm sure we'll talk about that. When I went back and had a look, um, I was really surprised that neither of them made the Triple J Hottest 100 for the year. Interesting. Um, but I think Maps would have. We used to talk about this a lot as of, I mean, my friend group and when we were talking about music is that back in those days, so at the moment when you uh, when Triple J announced the Hottest 100, they also have a catalogue of songs you can pick from and they do a lot of reminiscing and they play a lot of the older songs and stuff. But back in the, in the olden days of 2003... It was pretty much just the hottest 100 is on and I hope you remember what songs you like this year, which means if you released a song, no matter how huge it was, if you released it in January and February, it was gone from people's memories by the time December rolled around and people had to start thinking about what they were going to vote for. Aww. So, so sad. Um, because Maps did come out as a single on February 10th of 2004, I, mm. I think if, if it had been released in that prime period, so we used to say there was a prime period between sort of August and October, because that gives you enough time to get a bit of Triple J airplay and then also get a bit of mainstream airplay as well. So I think if they'd released it in that window, then they it probably would have been like a top 10 for sure. But uh, as it was, it didn't make the list at all. Wow. I, I definitely, Unreal. I definitely, I definitely knew of them from those singles. Um, I just never went back and listened to the album. So this album, it only went to number 80 in Australia um, and 55 mm-hmm. in the US, but in... The UK, uh, it was 13 like overall, but in Jeez. Scotland, it was 12. And in Ireland, it was 18. So it's like, you know, that little little tiny bit of the world really freaking loved this album. Really loved it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you really, really, yeah, got involved in the whole Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, uh, like, debut record and just went and went running with it. I mean, it was like a really fun indie pop, awesome, grungy alt time. So uh, the UK latched onto yeah. it. Yeah. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, and you've seen them live? No. Oh, I, oh. I know, George. right? I know. What? I'm disappointed. What happened? 
Oh, well, the thing is, they got really Please. big on their first album, didn't they? Oh, and damn them. Do you know damn what yeah. that means? It means poor little me couldn't afford to buy any tickets. To, <gasps> so I can never afford to go and see them. So I've never, I've never right. been able to afford it. So uh, that's been a bummer of my life because I've seen mm. videos of them on like online, and uh, Karen O puts on amazing outfits. They all put on such a show, and considering it's just three of them, um, they make such yeah. a racket, and they do such a really hey, good don't live show. Just... Yeah, yeah, right. Sometimes it's the fewer the people, the noisier <laughs> they are. Um, so yeah. yeah, so we have Brian Chase on drums, Karen O or Orzalek, um on vocals, and Nick Zinner on guitar, and, and also Nick did Zinner, yeah. yeah, also did the drum machine uh, on this album. Then they had uh, a bunch of people that uh, did a bit of like mixing or production and stuff like that throughout. So uh, yeah, mm. it was really cool. So, uh, but it was pretty much they produced the album. They funded and produced the album with a bit of help from some other people. So this is their story. Yeah, their their thing, their fever to tell, mm -hmm. if you wish. So uh, yeah, the the guy who's mostly credited with the production is Dave Zytek. Mm -hmm. Zytek, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but yeah. So he's from TV on the radio. And now he's a really huge producer. Like he does a lot of stuff for a lot of different people, a lot of really high, yeah, a lot of very popular acts that use him and his stuff. Um, but at the time it was just because like, so everyone goes, oh my God, Dave Sytek produced this album. But at the time nobody knew who he was and nobody knew who the EAEs were. So it was literally just, he was around and they <laughs> they asked him and he said, yeah, sure. So <laughs> that's just, that's how it should work, right? Just like, yeah, around. Like yeah just like on the yep. music network. So on the little, on the little grapevine. Um, yeah. So it, for me, this is a, um, I describe it as I'm getting ready. I'm going out. I'm going to a, like a club or a party and I need some music behind me whilst I'm, you know, putting on my false eyelashes and curling my hair and doing mm -hmm. all of that jazz. And I'm like, this is the album that I will put on. Done. Like nice. it's just every, Boom. it's just, just a, it's just a go-to, like an absolute go-to. Yeah. And it has been ever since it came out. So that's why I picked it. Cause I was like listening to it again and again recently and just went, what am I doing? Why have I not brought this to the boys? <laughs> I'm like, here we are. Yeah. So, uh, and here it is. So I'm bringing it. So there we go. So how do you think it compares to the second and third album? So the second album, Show Your Bones, which was sort of, I guess, a bit more laid and a bit more complex and similar sound, but not exactly the same. And then obviously the third album, which was way more dancey and electro pop stuff. So all of them are awesome. And they're all just a different, they're a different, <laughs> but they're all a different chapter. I think of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I sure. think, as you say, yeah. you can define them by that's a track from that album, or that's a track from mm -hmm. a different album. So they are, they're not recreating the same records again and again. They are, yeah, elevating, escalating, doing all sorts of stuff, and then finding new ways to create music, which is, um, but they're all accomplished musicians who met. I think one of them is in the conservatory of New New York City, like. Um, when they all met, they were studying music and stuff and they were just um, mm -hmm. living together and probably in some kind of hellhole back in 2000 in New York. Um, so they were creating music that they wanted to dance to for this first album. Um, and then you get big and then you're like, okay, well, what else can we experiment with? So that's why I think the, the subsequent albums have been maybe more produced layered as you talk about like additional musicians sure. um and different a kind of different sound which is cool but um mm. for this first one they made it clear like in interviews that it was um they wanted to be in control of what it yeah. sounded like which is cool so and yeah. and to mm. to live in new york and live together um self-fund and out and not kill each other that's pretty cool like yeah. uh, as far as i'm concerned so uh yeah yeah awesome so um okay first of all your um grant what was your first impression if you'd not heard of them before um look that's a good question i suppose i i, I didn't know i'm totally blind and i go hey, 2003 the only introduction I had, forgive me when I said totally blind, was was on the um, streaming service. I'm an Apple boy. You guys aren't. 
um, was the very brief description um, comparisons to White Stripes and the other band Escapes Me. And off we go. Boom. Done. So I'm like, sheesh. Um, so it took it took a couple and 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 that's not unusual for me I suppose for my listening style I'm like oh this is um, this is an interesting interesting one and so you know the first first time around I was like hey um, liked like parts of it and then and then it really I suppose it's an album that does I feel definitely grows on you um, and and she's like she's great her like as a front as a front lady. She doesn't give a shit, and and that's um, I suppose <laughs> a, mm-hmm. an endearing attribute for my for mine um, throughout the album, and and I, and I really um, I, I appreciated the range I suppose of of um, of songs on the album. So from going in blind, um, I didn't think, and maybe it's because I've ever listened a whole lot to the White Stripes apart from their hits, um, I wouldn't necessarily draw such a companion uh, a comparison. Um, but yeah, it's an album that grew on me for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd say there's only a few moments I'd say kind of white stripesy, um, but uh, I can see why if you're a pared down um, band and you're making rocky sounds, then people immediately like group you all together. So it makes kind of sense. Sure. Yeah. If you if you're not like guitar, bass, drums, singer, yeah, if you don't fit mm. that like like four piece then people go oh you yes. must be like something else you must be like these other <laughs> like this is the yeah. only way we know how to compare you it's like you don't have sure. a bassist like the, but uh yeah. like credit to nick though is uh on his guitar he plays a lot of really bassy sounds like he plays on the lower register quite a lot to give it depth mm-hmm. as well as doing his twinkly yeah. high-pitched like riffs and stuff so um it's mm. it, you don't feel like you're missing out about having about them just being no. three of them so that's kind of cool so yeah so speaking of the white stripes it was um the album was nominated for a grammy award for best alternative music album and then it lost that award to yes. white stripes with elephant <laughs> of course of course it did yeah. that's perfect yes yes and uh and in the <laughs> perfect um, in the nme uh back in the the UK, the New Music Express. New um, Music Express. Okay. Yes, Karen O was nominated four times as hottest woman in music and won in 2011. <laughs> so I'm not sure if she would, would enjoy that. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, she was nominated in 2003, five and six, I think it was, and then uh, she won in 2011. So there you go. Um, right. But yeah, and as you say, nominated for a Grammy and the video for Maps was nominated for four uh, different categories at the MTV Video Music Awards, the VMAs as well. Cool. So have okay. you have you seen the video for Maps? No, I didn't watch it. I have, but not for a really long time. Yeah, it's quite, it's basically um, it's like a whole film crew and a disinterested audience in what looks like an RSL. Um, and they the band are on stage and they are playing the song and they're kind of uncomfortable and they're just playing the song. And Karen O just starts literally crying, but like real tears, like because they're playing to an audience of people who are just sat like cross-legged, crossed-armed, sat down in chairs in this weird like yeah cafeteria type hall um but apparently um doing it like it really evoked something in her and she's actually crying for real um and it kind of reminded me of like the don't speak video do you remember that from no doubt where like she's doing the like singing that don't speak to the guy in the band that she is breaking up with um yeah so it's just it was that kind of like oh this is a little visceral for as far as Mm -hmm. videos go that's kind of cool so i picked this album because as i said it's my getting ready album uh but it's also got as we talked about some uh, a breadth of songs which are party anthems versus a bit more chilled kind of um we get closer to the end and we get like chilled out songs from maps for instance um which Mm. is like just full of feelings and 
um i can put that on playlists of feelings um words i can put day of the night on playlists for running for instance like i need to be going somewhere um so yeah but were there any so liam yes you had um obviously this was your first full time round on the album Mm -hmm. so what was it like for you knowing that you'd you'd heard them more produced and more layered and more like like in different kind of sounds and then this is the paired back like like new york kids in a living room kind of vibe so what did you yeah how did it compare remember how when we did when i nominated the greats and i said to you i said to both of you that people often compare the greats to the yeah yeah yeahs and i didn't understand why and you gave me, George, a quite oh. complex and layered introduction and an explanation and everything. And I was sort of come around. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I understand. Uh, instead of doing that, you could have just told me to play Man, Tick and Black Tongue off this album. <laughs> and, I w- and, and I would have just, like everyone who's ever said, oh, the, the greats are just ripping off their yeah, yeah, yeahs, can back that up really well by just going, yeah, just play Man, Tick and Black Tongue, one, two, three, off this album. And you will completely understand because they, those three songs are just perfect, great songs for me. They are great tracks, bro. Because I, because I know the greats first. I've just like, I'm just listening to going, this is like, I'm, I can almost match it one to one with its exact part <laughs> on the greats album. It's really, really yeah. It okay. was outlandish and made me feel a little weird. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. So this is why I didn't understand because I hadn't listened to this album and I don't listen to stuff after this where they don't really sound like the greats anymore, where there is quite a bit of a difference, I think. But yeah, um, like you said, George, it's an album of two halves, except the second half doesn't kick in until track eight. <laughs> so like the first the first seven tracks sure. are all quite raucous, quite punchy, quite punky, very short, like nothing except for the three-minute opener. There's nothing that goes over like two and a half, three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, which starts with No, 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 Time-wise, it's still like the second half of the album, even though there's only five songs left songs if you left. include the um, including the eight. secret track. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I liked I liked both halves for what they did. You know, I think the first half really grabs you. It's really, I guess, it's really easy to listen to. It's nice and punchy and punky, and you can really see the appeal. And then the second half, I think, takes a little bit more work to really work into, but then is probably a bit more rewarding when you do get involved in it. So I made a point of saying to you guys, when you're listening to this on any online streaming, etc., that it was like, the last song's a hidden track. Like, just, mm, I yes. had the CD. So when I had the CD, I would listen to Modern Romance, which is like just three minutes long, and then I'd wait, and then after about... Patiently. Yeah, after about, I think it's about four and a half minutes, then Poor Song, which is the hidden track, which I didn't know the name of until now, um, that... Uh, that oh. comes in um, as the hidden track at the very end because when I first got the CD, when it first came out, the CD, um, it uh, yeah, it just had a like compact disc. Yeah, it had a silence. And what was really cool for me was um, usually when you have a hidden track, it will be something that will disrupt you. Um, so if I put mm-hmm. this album on, sure. if I was going to bed, and I put the last start by listening to the last few tracks and go to the end. Um, having a hidden track like uh, Poor Song meant that it wasn't going to wake me up again. It was going to keep me going back into slumber, whereas some other bands go have like a ten and a half minute gap and then have some really raucous sounds and you're like, why? Why did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) And also, why wait ten minutes? That's so frustrating. But yeah, but um, to their credit, they've uh, put it as a separate track now on all their all their services, which means that we can just listen to it without having to withstand a silence, which is great. Um, Yeah. So the re the remastered version that came out a few years ago had it as a separate song. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know what version you had, George, because on the official track list for Modern Romance, it's only seven and a half minutes, which would only give it about a thirty-second gap between the two. But you, I don't know. You know, UK versions and whatever might have had a bigger gap in between. Ah, or but, I could just be remembering poorly, which is very, very likely because sure. it was two thousand three. That could happen too. My, my CD, yeah. my CD collection is still back in the UK, and I haven't been. Uh, living there for five and a half years so that would be very right. sad yeah so that's cool fair enough um so there uh so i guess we should probably 
talk about first half of the album as you're saying punchy riffy um mm-hmm. guitars and lots mm. of when <laughs> so usually we look up lyrics online and um yes. and uh, they're in the song tick uh track four so that is like great track great track great Non-stop party track, right? Short, sweet. Mm. Um, and the lyrics... Preceded by Man, another double tick track. Ah, uh, double trick. There you carry go. Carry on. Well, I just wanted to say that um, I was, like, looking at lyrics, because I've been singing along to this with, like, mindlessly for, like, literally 17 years. <laughs> um, and then I read the lyrics and when I counted I made the effort to count and there are only 12 individual words that are just reformed mm-hmm. into different sentences um for the entirety <laughs> of that track tick um and I'm like that's brilliant like like why why bother you're just like the vocals are an instrument in this instance like sometimes I really need depth and value and poetry and stuff with my lyrics and sometimes I just want to get get down and dance um and yeah yeah so Karen and I just brought some words together or they brought some words together and it was like that'll do fine and let's just dance um, which is great, but mm-hmm. but Grant, you were saying man as well. Mm. Yeah. So even even though I've got a man, I got a man who makes me want to kill. Makes me want to kill, and <laughs> it makes me want to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's got the lyrics. Yay, album title. Yeah, album mm. title. Uh, so that's awesome. Um, but yeah, like, it's just, as you, some, one of you were saying earlier about, like, she just doesn't, like, she just does what she wants and says what she wants. And it's like, yeah. Yep. Fine. Mm-hmm. Like, like any. And if, if she doesn't have a lyric, she'll just make a sound. Yeah. That's, um. So on lyric sites, it will That's an interesting say, observation. Yeah. Yeah. She will, she'll make a, a there's lots of bad dums and there's and there's literally mm, yes. lyrics that say raw times seven <laughs> on like the lyric website. Yeah. It's like <laughs> just raw times seven. You're like, yeah, okay. Well I think I can remember those ones, so that's nice. So which I guess Like it's just yeah, she's just got a word and she got fixated on it in her head and it just yeah, it's cool. And then you can sing along. It means you know what you're doing. Yes. And that's makes it very simple. That I can't misinterpret ha- that. No, I literally. <laughs> so this is like I think Rich is a really good opening track for the Yeah Yeahs for their proper like debut album to be released because it just says this is what we sound like. Done. Like we're it, and it's actually quite long for this half. Of, as if, mm. if we're going to halve the record, um, mm. you know, it's yeah. three and a half minutes long, and there's lots of raw roaring in it, um, but it, uh, it's. When when I've described it to people before, they're like, well, you know, how, what kind of genre do you put them in or whatever? And I'm like, garage, arty, indie, punk, party noise was what I wrote down. But mm, in, my de- in my defense, I was on some very strong painkillers. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that's how I describe it. So for an opening track, I think you're like, this is where, this is the journey we're about to go on. And some some people ramp you up and they start you high and then calm you down i guess mm-hmm. as we talked yeah. about i could talk about every single song um about the different guitar lines and how exciting it is um and the different pinging noises versus and the loop pedals so we've got um so again nick uses loop pedals because there will be like um ding-a-ling-ling kind of noises uh, that repeated, mm-hmm. uh, but then there'll be some stabbing, chunky chords that'll sit un- 
over the top of it um which gives it that extra layer and that extra sound where you don't need that um you don't need that extra musician you just need a loop pedal um which is cool which from yeah so from a musicianship perspective when i've listened to them it's like they're all so very accomplished but they are just pairing it back and making it really mm-hmm. grungy so yeah you know that they're good sometimes it's sim- they do simplified stuff but you've always got the feeling it's not because that's all they can do it's like no no that's the choice that they're making to achieve the desired effect in a song exactly and i'm pretty sure at some point in my life i've played at least one of these songs on rock band um yes <laughs> i think i was going to maps is in rock band there, there we go that that makes sense yeah. so uh that makes perfect sense so we we're talking about we've got 11 tracks with a hidden track that comes to 37 minutes that's kind of fun so you, you talk, <laughs> you've got a You've got a double tick system, but what um, we talked about, man and tick, and ironically, man and tick, yeah, yeah, and and I suppose Liam Liam enjoyed black tongue as well. Black tongue was okay, but certainly man and tick. I was like, I I almost thought, and I thought it opened strong until you know get to man and tick, and I was like, well now really now now we're really going, and um, yeah, obviously maps. I didn't think that I'm intrigued that I suppose that date the night was as big a hit as you describe in, in, in the UK. And again, I was like this, I was trying to get out of, I was still studying in East London in South Africa. So there was, um, I certainly wasn't, um, wasn't going to the clubs all that much with work and studies, etc. cetera. Um, other ones, I, I think Wire Control was a great one as well. Um, and I think the album actually ends really, really nicely with um, both Modern Romance and Poor Song. I think Poor Song's a, um, a really, really great way um, to close it off and um, with the lyrics, what's it? Um, us was it us cool kids? Oh. They belong together. Yeah, yeah. That's well, cool. <laughs> that's a cool way to end an album. Yeah, I love that so much. I got the same lyrics down. But I know just as cool and cool kids, they belong together. What a what a way to finish it. Doesn't it? Yes. It just feels like you're in their kitchen, right? It's four in the morning and they're all like jamming and stuff and you you're all just invited to just hang and just mm. before you're going crash on someone's sofa. It's just like you're in right. someone else's apartment and yeah, like as far as hidden tracks go or like like secret tracks at the end of an album, thankfully it was one that didn't disrupt didn't wasn't like a dichotomy to the album it fit no, really nicely no. at the end yeah yeah and it's um sort of feeding into that it's not like um super produced and mixed either like it feels like it had they have this sort of all sat down in front of some microphones and just pushed something out so it does have that sort of in a lounge room vibe like it's not a really produced slick song which the other ones, even even as much as, much as they're frenetic and raw, they still have that produced sound to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true, and it, it, that's why I think it works really well. Like, I'm glad that they didn't try and recreate that in a really mastered, mixed way. Yes, um, because yeah. it would have would have broken the kind of barrier that they. And yeah, it would it wouldn't have worked for me. So yeah, it's really mm. it's really sweet. So um, like so. Maps is a song that we probably should talk about because absolutely I mm-hmm. I a I can play it on guitar so uh, even with the loop oh. pedal so thank you and sing at the same time uh, so I was going to cover it in my last band um, and that's really really cool but it's also just the song with the most like like I call it feels. Like, it's got the feels to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, Liam, you said we're going to talk about maps more. So, um, yes. why were you going to talk about maps? 
I think some of the things I love about is the drumming, the beautiful drumming at the opening. And uh, Brian does this on a few tracks where he makes the drums sound more like a melody instrument than a percussion. Like you can feel the different levels and everything coming through. So it's not just a creating a beat. It's actually, you can feel it going up and down. And he does that beautifully on the start of this one as well. And I just think it, it starts out really soft and gentle. And then for the choruses and the bridges, it kicks in with those, those guitar riffs. So it takes the beautiful punchy guitar riffs from the first half of the album and then merges it into something that's a little more thought out and like a little more controlled, which I really love. Yeah, I love it. I, 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 I agree. I even wrote punching sounds, so we're using the same mm. adjectives. Um, but it's like. So I'm interested, Grant. Mm. Did you did this song stand out for you when you like as, as someone who'd never heard it before? I guess. Yes, it did. Or you said that you had before. But it uh, no, it's it's probably it's the only one that that really I thought perhaps I'd heard it before, and you could hear sure. why it's a hit. Um, yeah. You know, it does it does sort of stand out. I suppose a fair bit from from the other ones from a that commercial perspective, and I'm not saying that they're significantly commercial, because but um, certainly maps as sound, yeah, you know, it stands stands on its own quite well. And mm. and it just she repeats the wait. They don't love you like I love you. oh and i just feel like i've been there in the last 17 years i've been there so many times and you're like yeah they don't love you like i love you like you don't understand <laughs> it's like and then i found out in my research that it's from she took that line from letters that somebody was writing to her i always thought that was a really cool line for her to have come oh. up with she was writing about somebody else but oh it was my actually God. someone else really? writing about her yeah um, don't you make me she cry. was dating the guy, some guy, uh, one of the guys from the band Liars, who are a punk band, mm -hmm. and yeah, he was writing her lots of letters, and that was one of the lines in one of the letters that he wrote. Don't oh now every time I'm going to listen to that, I'm going to have an extra cry. That's going to be so yeah. that's so <laughs> painful. It already stabs me in the feels, and then it's like, and it comes in, and as you say, it comes in with like these like heavy distorted guitars and stuff, and then it pairs back again. And then it's like emo yeah. and like to be emotional, and then it comes back in with some driving drums and stuff, and it it, it takes you on a real like maturity journey. Like some of the others yeah. are just party tunes, but from a maturity level, that one just seems like it yeah. goes somewhere else, which is why I guess it's on Rock Band and it's why it's on mm. every mixtape and playlist anyone has ever sent to a non-requited yeah. love. <laughs> like, like I'm, pre I'm pretty sure if I was yes. still in the dating game, I'd just be like, so I want to send you this song. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's one of those ones where you wish it wasn't that popular because you could show it to people and show it to them for the first time. Whereas, yeah, most of the people that you'd be interested in right now, you'd, you'd hope they'd have heard this song. Yeah, what well, everyone has. If, if I, I couldn't date someone who hadn't, apart from my current partner. <laughs> <laughs> like us, I just realised who I'm yeah. engaged to. Uh, but yes, the fair enough. Before that, though, with No, 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 which was fun yeah. because they're yeah yeah yes. Um, they ha yeah. I really <laughs> enjoy that kind of false start with the drums. It's like the drums start and they're uh -huh. like, oh wait, hold on, I'll start again. Um, and then the gu guitar comes in, um, but then everything just stops for the vocal. <laughs> Like an 
and then all, everything yeah. comes back in again. And it's like, as you were talking about before, they they pair it back, but not because they can't do it, it's because they can do it. They know mm-hmm. where their strengths are when they are when they are making layers or when they are making silence. It's all it's quite deliberate considering they've got that grungy kind of, you know, New York party sound. But um in that one yeah. I yeah, I really enjoy because it's like she will do like vocals which are almost spoken words really quickly but then intersperse it with panting like (sighs) Mm. like, yeah okay cool that's really good fun because um and i know it's interesting i know like the uk latched onto it a lot more but i used to go to a lot of alt kind of indie nightclubs and stuff and they would play album tracks they wouldn't just play singles so um cool. you would find that they they they'd be like oh no we're not going to play this that and the other we're going to be we're going to play we're going to play tick why not like or yeah or we're going to play man because people know it and people would just be on the dance floor and women would be especially like pointing at dudes in the like crowd just going you know i got a man who makes me want to kill and they'll point at someone and stuff and it would just yeah. but, and everyone knew you just everyone because because they were so big everyone knew it was the eight years and they'll be like yeah. oh it's not a single mm. oh it's an album track best get the album so that i know why this woman wants me dead yeah <laughs> yeah i think that like that that first, especially in that first half you could play any of those songs and someone with even just a cursory knowledge of the years would be able to go yep that's them all the greats, That's, apparently. They got, got that very identifiable scent. All the greats, yeah. <laughs> um, but the pin was their second single, and that's only yes. two minutes long. Um, so mm. it's daring. Um, but this is where Karen's got... She uses her lower register, and the lyrics are largely just the ba 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 bums and da 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 da's um, But, like, yes. it has got the lyrics... And I don't know if that means that sleeping with him is a good idea or sleeping with him is yeah. a bad idea, <laughs> but either way, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But it's... I just love that they feed the opening melody through that delay as well, the delay pedal. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the few actual pedal things, effects that I rec- that I can recognise. So yeah, that's really cool. They Yeah, it's that because they're noisy, messy, but it's really deliberate, like yeah all the time so it's like lovely to do that and then then cold light comes afterwards and we've got this like punky sexy cool kind of song um and that's like that really reminded me of like 70s garage kind of punk rock stuff um it had that and with and with the reverb on the vocals as well it just made it like a really grungy fun like you're at a car park gig and some band are playing you're like i don't know who you are but i'm gonna listen to you that kind of Mm. like fun fun kind of song which is yeah Yeah. it's it's just sweet yeah cold light cold light hot night be my heater be my lover there we go. Eh? And we can so do you... it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. We spoke earlier about um, seeing them live, but I've seen them live. <gasps> I, I, I didn't jump in. You hold, time, you like, hold that back until oh. now. I hold it back. Jeez, man. Um, we are on the pocket. pocket, dude. Yeah. I guess so I've done they... that to you. <laughs> I saw them play uh, back in 2010. They played a festival that was at the Botanical Gardens called the Sunset Sounds, uh, which was one of like there's heaps of festivals that take place there. So, um, yeah, I got to see them. I didn't, I wasn't sort of right up the front or anything, so I don't have a really detailed memory of what they were doing on stage. But they are exactly as skilled as you think they are doing their thing on stage. It was really cool. That's awesome. There you go. And I hate you quite a lot right now. And a lot of people cried during maps. Yeah. Oh. I, I definitely remember that. 
Oh man, I just yeah. I want to cry now, and I'm not even listening yeah. to it. <laughs> Jesus, because then it goes into why control. So why control is more feels. So it's like it's got the in why control it has lyrics. I wish I could buy Like, oh, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wrote that exact line. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy good. It's such a good line. Yeah, all her lyrics, like you know, we've been talking about lyrics and talking about our favorite ones, but they're all short phrases. Like, she never talks in long lines at all. So when you mm. are talking about like good lyrics, they're really punchy. They're like ten words at a time. That's it. Yeah. So these really cool, really cool turns of phrases that she doesn't then have to try and. Tell it, turn into a big story or a big long piece. It can just be, nope, here's 10 words that just speak straight to the emotion that I'm feeling and here it is. And it's just, and again, musically, because this was a, their fourth single from the album at this point, so they're like well into 2004 and they mm-hmm. are, they've got really good effects on the guitar. The drums are just immaculate on it and it's got this kind of restrained start until it gets really into the Y control parts and stuff. And yeah, it's just, it has great. And then it winds down into really, it's like, it knows it's really good. And then it goes, Oh, let's fuck it up with a really messy ending. <laughs> like that, like, like we, we're not this good. I promise. And then it's just goes into this really yeah. fun, like messy, deliberate, like, um, uh, what's, what's the word grant for, for the end? I was thinking decoder, but there's something else. Uh, but there's, there's a, mm. there's a term for, for the classical musicians out there. Um, yes. The, so yeah, mm. for, for the, for the wind down, as I've written. trained. For the, yeah. Is it denouement? No. No, there's, there's a thing. There's a thing. It doesn't matter. This is just yeah. showing that we are we're we're more into rock and indie and stuff than we are classical. I'll bring a classical <laughs> album one day. Um, yeah, that's cool. Um, and then, but then in modern romance, actually, there is a set of uh, lyrics. It's on a bit of a downer note, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just like, so it turns out after all of that fun partying, all of those emotions that we had at maps and then we move into emotions of white control and then at the end, fuck it, there is no modern romance. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like before your poor song um, Hidden Track, there's just, yeah, it's, it is an album of two halves. You're right. I feel like, I feel like I need it on vinyl. And I feel like it needs to be exactly that. It needs to be, mm. it needs to split at like after cold light, probably. Um, yeah. And go into a second half, like side B, where you're like, get mm. get the tissues mm. out, babes, get the tissues. Yeah. <laughs> and, le- and, le- and lengthwise that works because the last five songs are, the, are all over three and a half minutes, like matches the shortest one at just over three and a half. So they all... Yeah have that length that makes make, counters the short songs on the first half. So Juxtaposition. We, so I'm just going to have to get onto Discogs and have a look for this on record and see if I, see if yeah. I can justify it and just be like, yeah, see see if they split it how we said they should split it. And if they didn't, yeah. then we should write them a letter. Yes. Uh, we'll tweak them. Sure. Yeah, we'll, tw- yeah, we'll tweak them. That's fair enough. Well, that, so, that match will, will happen for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it... There were, like, yeah, four singles, and they were quite different. So, Date of the mm. Night being the first one, punchy one. Um, Pin being kind of fun and dancey, punchy. But then, yeah, then they were out maps as a single and just went, oh, yeah. this, this sounds completely different to everything else. And then Y Control. So, they had, like, party tune, party tune, emotions, emotions. Like, like side, side A, side B, let's play. 
Yeah. Maps is such a perfect third single. Like you you do go, yeah, punchy, yeah, we're a punchy band, yeah, here, and we're still just as good at it. And now here's our thoughtful, almost slower, but not really sort of third one. The only problem is like it, I think it's so much a head and shoulders above the rest of it. It's like you normally go, oh, yeah, so here's your third single that shows that we're just as good at the slower stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's actually like, actually, you guys are better at the slower stuff than the faster stuff. Sure. Like it's almost off-putting in how good it is. Ah. Okay, like, sorry, your song's too good. Can you take it back, please? (laughs) Can you think about a different one? That would be great. Thanks. Because Liam thinks it's too nice. So, uh, yeah, that's fair enough. That's cool. Now, now, have we touched on, uh, have we missed things that, um, like, because, again, I've I've got four pages of notes. So, um, no, I think no. We're all good here. Have I'm we good have side. we touched on all the songs? Oh, how yeah, exciting! Oh. Good, I know, right? So it's really terrifying this part, isn't it? So, my pitch to you, gentlemen, um, this album came out in two thousand and three, and it has never stopped being on my to listen to list. Um, it's never dated itself either. It's it's un it's almost undateable for me. Um, it doesn't have like the generic noughties sound or the nineties sound or the seventies sound or whatever. It's just it just sounds like the yeah yeah yeahs as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> and they are accomplished musicians who know when to stop, and they know when to belt. And that is a really good technique to have. And a lot of bands just really know they're really good and they just hammer all of their instruments out as much as they can um and you get overwhelmed and i don't enjoy that sometimes sometimes i want to hear something paired back by people who are really accomplished what they do now i do have emotions flooding through um (laughs) so many of these tracks um and yeah maps makes me literally do a cry so uh, make sure we drop a lot of that uh, song into the podcast um but also again it's still my i'm getting ready to get dance and party album so if you ever see me covered in glitter awesome. on the streets of the fortitude valley um it's because i've listened to the yeah 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 before i've gone so i think mm-hmm. all three members should be uh congratulated for being so epically awesome <laughs> for bringing this album out and for self kind of producing and doing so much of the mixing and everything themselves um and for making me do both dancing and crying in an entire album so this is my pitch to in 37 you. minutes in 37 minutes i know right How, like just it's like an dizzying emo- highs and terrible lows i know this is the perfect album for somebody suffering from bipolar 2 uh because <laughs> you can go from mania to depression in like just under an hour minutes yeah it's yeah. cracking it's a cracking thing to do and they also <laughs> for for an album they don't fuck up a hidden track they actually do they actually do a good job so this is mm. why from start to finish i think this journey on fever to tell by the yeah 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 for me is a flawless album so i would like nice. to ask who would like to put their hand up to go next rather than me pointing And the silence is deafening. The silence yeah. is deafening. Can, can, no I, can, can I volunteer, Liam? You can, you can yeah. I can go but, next if you like. But, yeah. but I, like, I do like the way you've, you've switched that up. And I may I just say that as a, as a group, I think our final pitches have come a long way, I feel, yeah. in, in, um, in the year and a, or two years that we've been doing this. That was a great final pitch. Thank you, George. I feel quite emotional album, right now. Liam. Oh, let it go. Good. I'm glad. Off you go, Liam. All right, off I go. So, um, yeah, it was my first time listening to the album all the way through, but obviously I knew going in roughly what I was going to get. You know, raucous, punchy stuff. Even on their later albums, even when it's a bit softer, there's still that seething undercurrent that you can feel. And I love the way that they were able to bring that through. And for the first half of the album, that was sort of very front and center. It was just that seething side. And then the second half hit and it's sort of a bit more stripped well, not stripped back, a bit more laid back and a bit more controlled, which I really liked. 
Um, the problem is I tried to turn off. I was like, when I was listening to it, I was like, all right, I've got to listen to it. Like this is the first time I'm hearing them and I don't necessarily know what they're going to become. And I tried, but I couldn't do it. And the problem there is I really love what they become. I really love how they temper that that anger and still let it out, like not hide it away, but they still, it's, it's a, it's a different feeling to it. So in the later um, albums, you, you, you mean? Yeah. Especially in the next one, like there's just some stuff on the next one that I just love. It just blows me away every time. But so I'm going to say this album isn't flawless, not for any one big thing, but there was just a few little things along the way that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, one of them is that, yeah, I loved the second half and I can see how it leads to what they would become, which made me love the first half a little less. Like I think if it was a whole album of just that, I think I would have liked it a bit more. Um, the secret track on the end, I liked the song. The problem is I thought Modern Romance was a perfect closer. And okay. I, I just, it's not, it's not that I didn't like the song. It's not that I didn't like Poor Song. I'd love that as well. But there, I don't know how you fix it when it's, you've got a perfect finisher and then another perfect finisher, but it still just rubbed me a little bit weirdly. Um, and then the only other thing was on the end of No, 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 there's just two minutes of like random noises and them sort of shuffling around on instruments and random vocals and stuff, which I thought really lost a bit of the momentum for me. And also that's happening right before map. So if I found that when I was getting that bit of the record, when I knew I had two minutes of, of waffle on the end of that song, I would just skip it to get straight to maps, which <laughs> sort of, yeah, was another red flag for me. So loved the album, loved all the songs on it, but it just, I couldn't say it was false. It just didn't hold together the way that I was hoping it would. And there were just, yeah, just those few little things along the way that rubbed me the wrong way. It's really funny because do you remember when we did PG Harvey and we had two perfect ending tracks and you both mm -hmm. went, we can't agree because both there was two tracks at the end that were both perfect for an ending track, but, but she used both of them. And it was just like, yeah. yeah. And that's what I, I just heard from you then going, Modern Romance was a... a perfect ending track poor song was a perfect ending track why would you use both and i'm just like oh mother chuffer I'm, I'm, I'm glad i'm glad we're consistent yeah yeah, yeah you are wow. i love it okay well thank you very much liam mister That's uh, a good... so i'll hand over the reins to grant sure L let us know Look, liam let us know Look, liam is liam is harder he's a hard man this is what i've learned <laughs> in the years that i've been that we've been doing this um, and um, I think this is there's a, there's a lot that's flipping flipping good about this. And as I mentioned before, we're having not heard them in no context whatsoever. Um, that uh, Karen O is a lead singer, is freaking rocks some amazing tracks. I actually thought that it um, that it got better through the the first third. I thought, well, you know, Rich and Day at the Night, I'm like, even the ticks, again, the ticks of approval. Then I'm going, man, I'm going tick. I'm going, yes, this is great. Um, and I didn't mind the fact that it, it you know, on, on this discussion we've gone, um, yeah, it gets, it, it's almost like a tale of two sides. I didn't really feel like it was necessarily that binary. And I thought, um, I, I actually didn't necessarily enjoy um, Pin all that much. And I'm intrigued that that was the second second single. Um but I didn't. I still thought, okay, look, we're we're, we're great. And then um, for mine, Liam, you frustrate me because you went first, you bugger. I go, <laughs> why? With two minutes to go, literally, I've written here, fade and a line with about two minutes of filler, and it's the biggest <laughs> belief. Um, so, so quite literally, that that's that that did it for me. Um, oh no, no, no. We spoke. On no, no, no. Yeah. On the, on the yeah, yeah, yeahs going no, no, no. For two minutes of filler, you absolutely frustrated me. I never <laughs> skipped it, Liam. You shortcut taker, you. Um, however, I, I feel that if I, that was, that's the reason for me. There was nothing else really, I suppose, that, that I thought justified it not being flawless. I loved the ending, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast. I think those, la those last lyrics and poor song were amazing. Um, and I'm glad it's its own track. I think it, and I enjoyed Wild Control as, as the fourth single. So I'm going to say no, not quite begrudgingly, but specifically because no, 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 no. Two minutes of filler. <laughs> Give me a break. But thank you for the album. It was really cool. And she and, and as a band, very accomplished musicians. Flip it, it's a great it's great to have listened to them. And I can totally see 
how you know you could be putting on your fake eyelashes and your glitter and getting ready to get get out there and 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 get going because it's that sort of an album. So thank you, um, but mm. it's not flawless for mine. You can do the fake eyelashes with me next time, or the glitter. Sure, I'm in. Okay, awesome. Okay, well done. We didn't get this one over the line, but it was an epic album, and I'm really glad that you guys took the time and effort to put so much thought into your responses to the album as well. It's really, really cool. So, we didn't get it over, you know. I am still winning, just saying, but, like... Good to formalise that. Yeah, I just want to put that out there. So much pressure on Grind all the time. Now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for bringing it up again, Liam. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going there. Dude, he is a hard man, isn't he? Um, Yeah, Uh, that's why... That's why he's the podcast emperor. Um, So, yeah, yeah, we... So, yeah, 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 Fever to Tell, 2003. It wasn't a unanimous flawless, uh, unfortunately. But came it close. Is, but it came close. It was an epic record. Uh, with And um, we all agreed that Matt's will make us all cry at some point. <clears throat> so, um, mm. anyway, flawless podcast. We thank you for listening we have facebook twitter and instagram all over the social media and we are flawless amp on all of them yeah we're totes social uh you can join in the conversation share like our post you know all that social stuff or rate us because every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you as mentioned we now have a patreon where we're going to be putting all sorts of sexy shit up there uh patreon.com slash flawless amp if you would like to back us check us out and uh well you can even suggest sexy shit for us to put up there so thank you for listening to Mm. flawless a music podcast and we will see you next time